Let's talk Gen Z on this edition of When I'm Not Podcasting. We're going to talk about several stories when it comes to the great resignation and the overall, really the overall character of Generation Z and how they're being persuaded. And I'm saying it's really screwy. It's cap. Let's just call it that. So first of all, a new study that U.S. News World Report talk about is the fact that Gen Z and millennials are driving the great resignation. The youngest workers report being the most dissatisfied with their work life. Getting into it, they're saying that workers are quitting their jobs in record numbers, with the figure approaching 3.9 million in the month of July. And that's a hair shy of the record set in April of this year, which has been come to be known as the great resignation. So there was a study that was done of 5,500 workers and small business leaders finding that this great resignation, people that are just leaving their jobs, is being driven mainly by members of Generation Z, those who have spent the least time in the workforce, and millennials. So Adobe, the software analytics company, found that more than half of the Gen Z respondents reported planning to seek a new job within the next year. So they also reported being the least satisfied with their jobs, almost 60%. With their work-life balance, 56%. Well, look, what has to be understood is the Gen Z doesn't want to get and do jobs just like everybody else. They're not looking to go ahead and you know grab some coffee and then go ride, drive into work, do the 9 to 5, because technology's here. And the thought that everyone now that's Gen Z, they've always had computers in front of them. This is a generation that has never, I heard it on TikTok the other day, where the generations like myself, we remember pagers, <laughs> regular phones, and calling on pay phones, and not having a computer in front of us at all times of the day and night. But this generation does. For the most part, they were able to go and take a laptop around. I mean, if they wanted to physically want to have technology in their hands, they could. And that's the big, biggest difference right now. And so that's where we are. And... What's not being taken into account is the fact that Generation Z, Generation Z doesn't want to do the same jobs that everybody else does. They want to be able to go ahead and have their fun and play because the work-life balance, they want to be able to go and have all the time they want to binge watch, all the time they want to play video games or do other things or travel, whatever. And why should they want that? But the most important thing is I don't think they're trying to say anything that they don't want to work. They don't want to be you know, pillars of society. They don't want to be contributing. I think what's happening right now is they could find ways to make more money. They could be influencers. They could be on social media. They could find ways to do things online. Resell products. Take money that they have and invest it in the stock market or invest it in crypto. All these different things are going on. And the idea of working so much, like me being a workaholic, would not be something that a Generation Z, a younger person, would want to be doing. I mean, I'm a, I'm in a cut of a different cloth because I am not just you know relaxing and just slowing it down at my age. I don't do that either. But that's what they're talking about here. But now the other thing they're talking about is, and this is a story from New York Post that kind of just got to me as I record this. It's about a week and a half ago this came out. Generation Z is made of zombies, they say. Less educated, more depressed, without values. Okay. Now, putting that headline out there alone, 
now the dating market is different, and everybody knows that the way things are, where where you have just dating sites and you can go on swiping people and this and that, the lack of real quality, you know, friendships and dating and relationships, that's getting tougher. And it's been tougher for you know people like me as well, and other generations, including millennials. And the other thing too is that they see how things are in the world in some cases that their brothers and sisters have left them or what their parents have left them. They think that the world's kind of like gone to shit. And I can see that too. I mean, you look at, you know, somebody's mentioned that the other day with me, Ready Player One, the Steven Spielberg movie, right? That whole thought where like, yeah, everybody's entrenched into that, into that augmented reality, that virtual reality that we have, whether it's watching TV that makes us escape, that gives us that dis- suspension of disbelief. And the same thing goes with anime, or the same thing goes with video games. It's a complete release and escape from what real life looks like. So that's where I think is really where if there's any depression. And less educated, we're just talking about there's certain sectors of those Generation Z types, men and women that are just going out and working without feeling the need they need to go and go to college because college and a college degree might not be the thing they need. You know, if they just get the high school education and they can find a way to make a business for themselves and become a small business owner and work their own time and their own thing, that can be done too. But these stories right here, this mainstream media and the thought of these really antiquated old school outlets talking about, oh, they don't want to work as much. They're contributing to the great resignation. So like they're not good for society or being called zombies. That's pretty low. And that's, that's, that's just not good. Now, Jeremy Adams, a teacher in Bakersfield, California, wrote a recent book, hollowed out a warning about America's next generation. Quote, he says, we need to brace ourselves for what lies ahead. I write this book as an alarm bell, a project out of worry, concern, and frustration. He's a National Teacher of the Year nominee, and he frets that today's youngsters are, quote, barren of the behavior, values, and hopes from which human beings have traditionally found higher meaning or simply or simple content. So this guy had time during the pandemic to write this book, doing the virtual learning, whatever he was doing, sitting at home. So he writes this book and citing statistics, he says that this generation's hollowed out. It's a generation living solitary lives, hyper-connected to the technology, but unattached from their families, churches, or communities. Cite statistics saying teen depression rose 63% from 2007 to 2017. Teen suicide grew 56%. And suicide has become the second leading cause of death for the young. Right, okay. When you're on the internet and you're so young and you really don't understand what's going on here, you some people are just willing to go and make themselves completely open to what they are on the internet. And that's what's coming from there. And then the blowback from people that can just be keyboard warriors and they don't might not know who they are, or they could just put something out and broadcast it to a whole high school of people or or a whole group of people to embarrass and shame and then the ramifications of that and then the way that that teenager reacts to it plus the other things being said about how we now have the constant thing about where you know oh different body types or shapes should be accepted body positivity should be accepted we should see you know if Someone is gay, 
or they feel like they want to be transsexual or, or trans, uh, they want to be uh, transgender, that kind of process too also contributes to depression and suicide, I imagine, because of the confusion of who they might be and the kind of things being put out there about what some of these young people are feeling like they need to be. Like this kind of manipulation that's being put on them by their peers or by older people, that's the problem, Mr. Adams. So you're not really going to the problem, and I'll hear him actually giving a, a, a real solution. But he also blames the dissolution of the American family for the shift. Marriage reached down, the number of traditional two-parent homes plummeting, and studies have shown that regular family dinners lead to less youth, smoking, binge drinking, marijuana use, violence, school problems, eating disorders, and sexual activity. And as students say, students say that eat dinner alone each night, focused not on family, but the device in their hand. And, quote, the neglect of family life is one of the greatest causes of the hollowing out of not only students, but of American life. So hollowing out and zombies. Gen Z, do you really want to accept that? Do you want to take that shit? I wouldn't. I think of you better than that. So don't let these people go ahead and put you down. You're not. Speak up for yourselves. Do it on social media. Do it in person. But, you know, take the chip and put it on your shoulder and let it motivate you to be better, to be successful, because I know all of you can. That's where I'm going to leave it, and I'll talk to you next time.